Welcome to the Fem Nation Podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White of Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fib Nation, to today's episode. I have Yvette Bowden with me, who is an author and founder of Awakened Woman and also a writer for Be Latina Magazine. Thank you for coming today, Yvette, and spending time with me. Thank you for having me, White Dove. I love your podcast, and I'm so excited to speak to you today. I look forward to our time together. So let's start with the question of the hour. How did your entrepreneurial journey begin and what brought you to where you are today? Well, interesting. Um, Life just takes, you know, turns. And uh, after my divorce, I sort of went on this um, self-exploration. I didn't, I had lost my identity uh, during my uh, 10-year marriage marriage. And when I came out of that, I I didn't know who I was, what I wanted. I sort of have forgotten who I was. And I had to go out and figure all these things out, um, you know, in my 30s, which was really scary. Um, Actually, I was in my 40s, maybe I'm lying. Um, (laughs) But it forced me to figure out what was going to make me happy. And the journey just took off from there. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you do? And what is Awakened Woman? So Awakened Woman is a blog. It right now it has it's been uh, live for close to two years come Memorial Day. And I write about, you know, just women, a, a woman's world, which is, you know, It's not only mine, it's, you know, uh, women in relationships, women as mothers, women as wives, as partners, um, just all the things that we deal with. And um, there's so many different things. I mean, there's about, I'd say, closing in on 400 articles that I've written in the past two years. And they're written, they're sort of, they're stories. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the stories, are of course um, my stories, but I've started over time sharing stories of other women because I think no matter the education that you have, the background that you have, the financial status that you have, we are all sort of meshed together by our experiences. And a lot of times we're going through these experiences and we feel so alone. And I have found that that you can feel alone, but you are not going through it alone. You're not the only one going through um, a lot of these things because, you know, as women, we do share a common bond. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We do. And there's an underlying element that really unites us. Uh, And, and in 
the words that you chose for awakened woman, it's very uh, movement oriented. Were you intending to create a movement? Honestly, I was not. Um, I was looking to get a message out about my awakening. And it was sort of after my divorce, I, when I say awakening, I literally mean I woke up. I woke up to life. I woke up to figure out who I was. And I wanted to share that because, as I mentioned, I truly believe that a lot of, a, a lot of us go through it and we don't share it. We are either embarrassed or ashamed. And I think if more of us shared our experiences, we wouldn't feel, like I said, so alone. So I think it was important to share my story and hopefully encourage other women, inspire other women to share their stories as well. Mm -hmm. So what, what steps did you take to getting out of your own way after you wake, woke up after you became awakened to what it was that you wanted to move forward with? What was one of the, the hardest, but also the most rewarding ways that you got out of your own way to let the message and the, you know, the, the calling to other women that they are available to do the same thing. What was that? So one of the things that I knew I wanted to do was build a community. It's funny because you mentioned the word movement and I think of it more as a community. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the things that was, and it might sound cliche, but um, I, I went through a couple years of probably a few years of therapy. And I think that was, it was instrumental for me because it, it made me vulnerable, but at the same time, it gave me so much back. It was so rewarding um, to just allow myself that vulnerability. And it's sort of like breaking down and then rising back up, if that makes any sense. Um, and I think that was extremely instrumental uh, um, in just becoming whole. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to other women out there when you say that wins won't happen every day, but if you believe in your purpose, mission, and yourself, there's nothing you can't accomplish? How do you encourage women to go through the lack of maybe visual wins, but knowing that um, staying the course and moving forward is ultimately um, what they can accomplish? How do you teach them to do that? I think, first of all, the thing, and for me, it's been really difficult. There are absolutely, especially, it doesn't even matter um, what your journey is and, as an entrepreneur, but I think as a woman, as a human being, we all have our, call them bad days, off days, or just days when things don't go your way. And I think you have to embrace that pain. I think that pain makes you stronger. And you sort of, once you come to a place where you have this insurmountable belief in yourself, those days you will accept and embrace the pain, but you will move away from it. It's sort of, it becomes, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a mental game. You sort of, you have to overcome that, those doubts and those insecurities. Um, but I think believing in yourself is sort of the core of, you know, of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
So tell me, I do too. Uh, I want to, I definitely want to expand on that for just a minute is I, I do too believe that believing in yourself, we, we as women tend to not do that as powerfully um, because we want to sit back in our wisdom and make sure that we have everything created wisely moving forward. And then we go, whereas, um, you know, in our counterparts, they just power through you know, and it's a gift. It's not, there's not one better than the other. It's just learning to actually maximize um, the areas that we need when we need them and, and being willing to step into the unknown without everything being perfect, you know, without everything showing up being perfect. So I very much resonate with what you're saying. And I, I feel a lot of listeners and a lot of women in general will, will resonate with that. I do want to ask you how you made a business out of a blog, because uh, I know that's going to come up. Um, in question. And it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity, uh, especially for those creatives out there that do have something in here, in their in their heart and in their mind that they want to get out. They just don't know where to do it. How did you create it into a business? It's, you know, it's so interesting because I've been doing this for two years and it, I really had a hard time with looking at it as a business. And there are some days when I still, it's a, it's a sort of a, it's a learning process for me. And I didn't visualize a business. I visualized a community. And so this day, um, Awakened Woman is a free site. The content is free. I don't have memberships. And I believe that it's such an important resource that I, I, I'm honest, I, I don't make many, any money out of it. But what I have learned through Awakened Woman is that I do have a voice and I do have something important to share. And that has led me to um, meet amazing people like you. Um, I've been able to be introduced to writing for other platforms, such as Be Latina, which is an amazing magazine. And through those sort of projects, I've been able to monetize so I can support awakened women because there are costs involved. So I'll do, I'll work on other projects to sustain awakened woman, but awakened woman per se, it's really, and it's still hard for me to sort of say, well, that's a business. I, I, I see it as a service, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and it's a purpose driven, it's purpose driven first. And that, that, but that is where you become aligned with what it is you were called to do, where you're supposed to step into the world and the voice that you're supposed to carry for other people to see, uh, you know, an example and a, a shining light to, to be, to gravitate towards so they can see that they also can do it. So much of the business side of it, if we drive for a business in order to make certain amount of money, we're not following internally what it is we are called to do necessary. We got to let the purpose drive us first. And then all the other needs will be met somehow, like you're saying. So the, the awakened woman isn't necessarily the income generator, but it has created the opportunity for you to, to make income, to support, you know, it's a circle. It's a, it's a very symbiotic circle. I, I mean, it's amazing because you, I couldn't have put it in better words. So I found I found my purpose and through that I have gained other opportunities to sustain the purpose and it's you're right it's almost like this and it's just more rewarding 
for me personally to do it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to me about imposter syndrome first getting into following your purpose in writing. Um, did you have to work on overcoming any particular parts of um, doubting your purpose? You know, one of the, I think one of the hardest things have, has been to put, I think for a lot of women, but especially when you put it out there to the world, to owning my truth. I think that has been extremely difficult because I spend so much time sort of trying to cover up the cracks mm-hmm. and owning, owning your truth. It's, it's one of the hardest things to do, but I think once you do that, um, it's freedom, it's complete freedom. Do you feel like that's what we're all actually searching for innately? I believe so. Um, but I also think that it's such a painful and challenging process that it it can easily scare you or um, scare you sort of into into back you into a corner. I mean, sometimes it's just easier, and and I only know when I say this because I've done it over, you know, over. The lifetime so far that I've had, I've done it so many times, but sometimes it's easier to sort of perpetrate a fraud than it is to be your true self, mm-hmm. I think. Because sometimes it's easier to go along with every, everyone else and just sort of get sucked up into, you know, this world that is not, that is not real, whether it's through social media or society pressures, but I think, I think sometimes it's easier to sort of go with the mainstream. True. Because, uh, also it's the unknown. It's a fear of the unknown of, you know, staring those things down or looking at them. And sometimes not all the time, because I don't want to negate, you know, some of the, the deeper issues that do exist out there. Um, but sometimes the, the, the unknown was bigger than, you know, we had made it bigger than it actually was because we weren't ready to look at it yet. So there's always that chance that you could say, okay, I'm ready, but you have to be ready internally. Absolutely. I'm not, not even, not even saying that you just jump into it and and deal with it. You have to be ready. And that's an evolution process for, uh, for us, but there will come a time when you can say I'm strength, a strength. I have strength and I am um, capable of handling anything that comes my way because I have done so much in my life that you look at it and say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to dive into this. And I'm ready to see what's behind this that I've not been willing to look at. And then, then you can move into that space that only is available for you to occupy and start boldly showing up in, you know, and, and taking that spot and, um, being that shining light. Everybody has a message. Everybody has a book. Everybody has a live. Everybody has something unique that is only them. But there are people that choose to not embrace that, not step into that. And there are people that choose their entire lives never to maximize their potential. That is a choice we have uh, innately throughout our entire lives. We have given opportunities all the time. But there are plenty of times where we cannot step into it until we're strong enough 
And then we realize we have the strength, we have the community, we have the movement, we have the people, we have those mentors or those guides or, you know, all the things that we feel like we can work on. And then we get to step into what is only available for us to lead from and be a, 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 you know, kind of a pillar of hope from for others to see. It's funny because you mentioned when you're ready and I can't tell you for certain that I was absolutely ready to face all my truth. But when this, and I think life-changing events have a way of doing that to you. And it's, it's usually like, you know, a divorce or a death or something that really impacts your life. Sometimes you're not ready and life says, you know what, I'm going to throw this at you and you're going to have to sink or swim. (laughs) So for me, it was that moment of, wow, I'm in this place. And what am I going to do now? I I didn't have a choice. I Mm -hmm. I think otherwise I might've sailed for a little while longer. (laughs) Well, and ready doesn't mean you have it figured out. Ready just means the time is now, you know, I mean, so I, I want to make sure everybody understands that by no means in anything I've done in my life and I've had my battles and, and my wins and all of that. I can't look back and say I was, I was perfectly poised to handle that at that moment. No, no, no. It's not quite that. What it is is that we are, we are capable. Ready is capable. And whatever the situation is, we are able to navigate through them, whether we think we're ready or not. We are ready to take those steps, especially the ones that are handed to us that are completely out of our control. That if we look back and think, I wasn't sure I was ready for that. But like you said, it's just like, you're going to go. You're going to go with this now. It's time. So yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, so, you know, the funny thing is that I have learned so much about myself through the process. Um, I had no idea that I had the strength that I had. So mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's almost the readiness, just you're thrown into it. And it's almost like you have no choice. You have to, you have to survive. True. And that is the ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. So How has the entrepreneurial journey itself, outside of the circumstances that led you into it, how has the entrepreneurial journey itself changed you? Oh, wow. It has changed me. Um, So I I know a lot of people will be able to relate. I've always had a extreme fear of rejection. Um, In personal relationships, in business, um, there were certain things I didn't pursue because I was afraid maybe I wasn't good enough or I didn't have the right background or I didn't have the right training. And through this process, I have learned that if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm. And I have asked people, um, for example, I approached, I was writing something for AW recently and I approached, um, she's, she's pretty well known. Um, but I asked someone, she's sort of, a I guess some sort of celebrity and I approached, I DM'd her and I said, you know what? The worst she can say is no, I don't have a quote or she can just ignore my DM altogether. And I'm sorry, that's a, uh, 
messenger. Yes, um, yes, yes. A direct message. Um, she actually said, I really would be happy to support, you know, what you're doing and, and your purpose for your article. And absolutely, I'd love to give you a quote. I mean, I, in a million years, I would have never, ever dared to ask someone, you know, who has whatever, thousands of followers or millions of followers to help me in any way because I was so intimidated by the idea of just asking. But right. now I, I just, I really believe that there's nothing I can't do. And, and you know what? I rather try and fail in, in trying in the attempt than not try at all. So I think that has, I mean, this whole process has absolutely changed me for the better because it's empowered me for sure. It's empowered me and it's, it's helped me realize that I am more capable than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. Do you have any actionable steps that you follow or any uh, routine that you, you stay positively moving in the right direction with that you'd be willing to share? Um, I think the one thing that I try to do, so I, I used to be, you know, when I was younger, I used to have this five-year plan <laughs> and it might work for some people, never worked for me. All the things on my five-year plan, they just, either they happened and they sort of fell apart or they just never materialized. I find that making or, or making lists is one for me that's huge, but just creating small goals, small steps. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to gain a thousand followers in a month, or it, it doesn't. It, it can be, I'm going to gain, you know, a hundred organic followers in a month. Small goals that you accomplish over time, just slow and steady, is just not only more realistic, to me, it's more rewarding because you see the small increments, the small wins. And I think that help inspires you and encourages you to keep going. So I think making small goals um, is really important. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, you do know what the bigger goal, the bigger achievement is that you want to accomplish. So instead Absolutely. of focusing so directly on that, you can chip away at it and then you can look back and say, my gosh, look how far I've come. And I, yeah. and I've had to learn to do that through this process because, you know, I had these huge goals and then I said, no, I have to. And it's really hard for me because once I start something, it's like a, a, a little mouse, you know, chipping at a, you know, a block of cheese. Um, but I had to sort of scale back and say, you know what, let me self set myself up with small goals that, that I see the growth over time, as opposed to just creating this huge idea that I might, and maybe I'll, you know, sort of chip away at a quarter of it or a third of it, but just visualizing the smaller scale, I, I just think it's, it's a lot more productive for me. And it, it, it's different for everyone. But it's worth noting because that's what helped you get to the point you are today. And that's what the podcast is for. The platform itself is for each individual person to share what it has, what has worked for you um, and the lessons that you've learned, because there are 
hundreds of thousands of women out there that have something inside, but they just don't know where to begin or what to start. And we hear those through stories. So just as your writing will ignite a fire for somebody to move them in a direction, the same, it's virtually, we're like, we're, we're content sisters, you know, (laughs) just different (laughs) mediums, right. You know, um, but this, this is so that they can hear an audio form that something is available and they, the message itself will get to the person that's meant to hear it when they're meant to hear it. And then they'll be able to take actionable steps on it. So if I did the podcast with thinking, or if you did writing with thinking, I need to change these types of people's thought process on this so they can have a better life. It won't land the same way as you saying, look, this is what we have. And this is what we learn. And this is how we, we tell the story. And then the message itself, you breathe life into the message instead of making the message be live, you breathe life into it. And then it, it was, it's able to resonate when and who and how and where. I love that. And I think it's worth, it's worth mentioning the other thing that has um, really impacted this process for me is, I'll be honest, when I started the journey, I didn't know how to create, you know, how to create a site or I didn't, I really wasn't ready um, to take on the project, but I knew that it had to be done. and, And it's almost like, it's something that I had to do. But reading and just being open to learning, mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be intimidating. It should be, it's part of, it's, it's really an important part of the process because mm-hmm. um, that's when, so I went, I majored in psychology um, mm-hmm. and I worked in a hospital for, I don't know, four or five years. I figured out that that's not what I wanted to do. So I went into the corporate world and I've been in the corporate world for, I don't know, for decades. And I I always felt like something was missing. There was a void. So when I came across this purpose through the divorce and just, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, that would fill that void, I did a lot of reading and that really did help me sort of put the pieces together. Um, So I think being open to learning and making mistakes is also something that really deserves attention because I think sometimes, like you said, we set out to do things and we, as women, we want things in a sort of a neat package or we want to be prepared completely but it's a learning process. You have to read and continuously learn and talk to people. Um, so I think that's a really important part of the entrepreneurial journey, um, mm-hmm. which should be pointed out as well. Being an entrepreneur is the greatest form of personal development. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you it will teach you something. I have heard that before, and it might have been on your podcast, but it really does change you. I mean, yeah. it, it's sort of, it's sort of, it's sort of, you know, when a flower blooms that mm-hmm. it's in a, like a rose, it's in a bud and then it starts opening up to me that it's sort of similar to what I've gone through. Um, mm-hmm. made me stronger. It's made me tougher. Um, I can take no's. And as a writer, you have to learn to have a thick skin. 
because you will get a thousand no's, but that one yes, that's what's going to make the difference. And I think changing my mindset was, was key. It's like, okay, well, I have a thousand, you know, I received a thousand no's, but I just need one yes. And just shifting that made all the difference because, you know, after you get your first 20 letters of, no, we're sorry at this time, you're like, oh my gosh, it's never going to happen. But all you need is that one yes. And eventually I got that one yes. And, um, and that's when I wrote my book. Well, I wrote my book and got like a million no's and one yes got my book published. So I think shifting that mindset also makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So where do you go from here? What are some of your small goals moving forward? Oh, my small goals. Um, that's a really good question. What is on my list for this week? <laughs> I sort of take it week by week. Um, I think one of the things that I'm trying to do is get my message out to a wider audience. And that takes time because I know that there are people that, you know, sort of try to build really fast. And it's, it's not, I think that's really hard to do, especially when you want to, you want it to be genuine. You want your followers and the people that read your blog or your magazine, um, you want them to really get value out of it, um, out of what you're creating. And I I think that takes time. So I try to just, um, I try to just take one day at a time. And if I get a hundred, you know, a hundred readers one day, then that's good enough. That makes me happy for the day. Um, but as far as projects, I'm trying to finish in book. I'm halfway through my second book and that'll be fiction. Um, it's, it's still a work in progress, so I won't talk about it too much. I'm also doing a lot of different articles for Be Latina right now. Um, I actually started doing some celebrity interviews, which has been really exciting, and it was unexpected. That's cool. So that, that's really great because it's more exposure and people get to know about Awakened Woman. Um, so it's funny just how everything sort of ties together. And then mm-hmm. that helps me put um, more of a spotlight on Awakened Woman. That's amazing. So tell me, how can the audience find Awakened Woman? Where do they find you? So you can go directly to the blog, which is awakened-woman.com. I'm also on Instagram as Woman Awakened. I'm on Facebook. Um, I also have a book called A Journey to Becoming the Best Self, which is at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, so if you just Google my name, you will find all my information out there for the world to see. That's awesome. I want to thank you for coming on today and really sharing who you are and how you show up in the world. I think that's one of the most fascinating things is to see how women are showing up and you do that so well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, White Dove. I really had a great time. I can't believe it's over. I know. I know. We've been jamming for for over 30 minutes at this point, you know, uh, aside from our tech issues at the beginning, you know, so (laughs) truth be told, that will be cut from the episode. (laughs) Oh, 
hopefully it'll, it'll be smoother in the recording. I'm sure they can smooth out that stuff. They definitely will. But I want to make sure that the audience is able to connect with you because you have some powerful stories to tell and some, some great direction with Awakened Women. So the your journey is is still very young. And I am honored to be able to be a part of it and also to be able to see where it goes from here. Thank you so much, White Dove. I really, I, I mean, I think one of the things that I treasure most about this journey, and I get emotional every time I talk about it, um, it's meeting all the women that have, it's almost like um, it's becoming a community. Um, I empower them and they inspire me. And it, it's this symbiotic relationship. And I think growing up, a lot of us are taught that we're each other's competition. And I really have learned that that is not the case. I think yeah. it's more about fear of the unknown, insecurities. But I have met some amazing women that have truly, truly inspired me and have lent a hand and said, you know what? You have an incredible message. Let's get it out there. Um, and I think that's important to highlight as well, that we do help each other. Yes, we do. Yes. And we need to buck that trend that says that we don't, you know, it, 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 that's, that's fake news. (laughs) Let's make it a narrative. That that is fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thank you for being my guest today. I want the, I want the listeners guys. I want you guys to check the show notes because I really want you to connect with Yvette and, really explore what she's doing. She's, she's moving and shaking. So as always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedovegannon.com or find me on social media until next time. Keep moving forward.